Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to another episode of the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I am super excited to have you here today because we're going to talk about something a little bit sticky, and that is growing up neurodivergent with quote-unquote well-meaning parents. Just as a note, this is not going to apply to everybody. Some people truly did not have parents who meant well, and to you, I just want to say I'm so sorry. Everyone deserves parents who at least try, even if they get it wrong. And if that wasn't your experience, if your parents never even made an effort to understand you or to accommodate you or to be there for you in any way, then this episode might be really upsetting to you to hear about parents who tried and failed when you knew that your parents never even tried. So feel free to skip this episode if this doesn't apply to you. But if you're like me and you had parents who truly meant well, who did the best that they could and their best just wasn't enough, it just wasn't what you needed, then keep listening. I think you're going to like what we talk about today. I want to start out with a metaphor that I've had several therapists use to describe my situation and what might describe your situation as well. And it's a metaphor of a rose garden. You were born into a rose garden, but you are a daisy. And daisies are beautiful. So many people love daisies, but it will never be a rose. It simply will never be something it's not. And that doesn't make it less beautiful or less meaningful or less desirable. It just makes it different. And that metaphor has always really spoken to me, um, especially when you consider that different types of flowers have different needs, different sunshine needs, different water needs. And the roses maybe didn't understand that. They just saw a daisy and didn't know what it was doing there. And so they tried to treat it like a rose to see if it would turn into one. And that is the best metaphor I can think of to describe um, well-meaning parents and their undiagnosed neurodivergent children. So I want to acknowledge the stress that this causes parents because I think a lot of times in my effort to um, relate to other neurodivergent folks who have struggled with their relationship with their parents, sometimes I gloss over the struggle that the parents go through as well. So let's just take a moment, moment and appreciate the fact that if your kid was different than what you expected, it might take a little time to adjust and to understand what your kid needs when the kid can't really articulate what they need. All they can articulate are all these differences that the parent doesn't understand because they didn't experience those differences or even more likely they did experience those differences and their parents just quote unquote beat it out of them. So, so, so often the parents of a neurodivergent child are actually neurodivergent themselves and they were also treated poorly as children by their parents for being different, for being quote unquote weird. And so that's how they end up treating their kid. A lot of parents, especially boomer parents and Gen X parents, simply were not prepared 
for neurodivergent children. They were never taught to be prepared for neurodivergent children. And as a result, they did not respond with the most kindness, empathy, or acceptance. And I don't say this to be like, so it's okay. Everything's fine. Like the way they treated you was okay because they didn't know any better. I think it's really important to talk about this, this idea that someone can treat you poorly and there can be a very good reason for that, but that still doesn't necessarily make it okay. If you're listening to this, there's a very good chance that your parents did the absolute best that they could with the tools that they had. And it turns out their tool belt just wasn't built for you. And guess what? That's not your fucking fault. So let's launch into how growing up with well-meaning parents as an undiagnosed neurodivergent child can be incredibly traumatizing. Your parents, they never beat you. They never deprived you. In fact, you have a lot of really wonderful memories from your childhood. But at the same time, there is this underlying current, this feeling that they just don't like you all that much. That given the chance, they would completely reshape you into a different person. And that, that really takes a toll on a child's psyche. As I've said, this episode is about well-meaning parents. So what in the world is up with this? This horrible insinuation that who you are is not good enough, which they never say directly, right? But it's all these little things that make you believe that they must not like who I am just based on the way that they're acting right now. So what's up with that? I think it comes from this idea of if I toughen them up here at home, then they won't get bullied at school. Because I can tell they're different. And if I, as a grown-up, can tell that they're different, kids who are incredibly intuitive will definitely be able to spot that this child is different. And they will get picked on. And so I have to toughen them up here at home. I have to shape them into a normal-ish person so that they will be safe. I think a lot of times, when it comes to well-meaning parents at least, the reason they want to change us is not because they hate us even though it can feel that way. It's because they want to keep us safe. But the problem is, what happens is, to prevent us from being bullied at school, what happens is we just get bullied at home. To keep us safe in the world out there, we learn to be unsafe in our own homes. This means that neurodivergent children have nowhere where it's safe to be themselves. We have nowhere that feels good, nowhere that feels like who we are is allowed. And so we have to hide all the time. We have to hide so much that we end up hiding from ourselves. And this is part of why so many people end up diagnosed so late in life, because other people didn't see it, because we hid it from everyone, including ourselves. Hi there, everybody. I just want to take a minute to interrupt this podcast episode to tell you all about my program, Neurodivergent Magic. Get shit done in 24 hours or less. 
Executive dysfunction is one of the number one problems for neurodivergent folks. And if you don't know, executive dysfunction is basically when you really want to do something, you are trying to do something and you just can't get yourself to do it. This is one of the biggest issues amongst neurodivergent people. And I have learned so much on how to cope with it that I want to pass it on to you. In this nine-week group coaching program, we will cover both the emotional side of executive dysfunction and the practical side. So you will learn practical tools for how to cope with it, but you'll also tackle the emotional blocks that make executive dysfunction come back over and over again. If this program sounds right for you, make sure you check out the link in the show notes. I would absolutely love to see you in Neurodivergent Magic. So if you're listening to this and you are a parent and you've noticed that your kid is a little different and you are terrified that you are making these mistakes, what can you do to avoid them? I have a couple pieces of advice for you. First and foremost, you have got to do the work on yourself because what is unhealed in you will come out and you will project it onto your kids. I know this and I say this with such love because I do this. The unhealed parts of me come out in my parenting and they affect my son. And I don't want that, which is why I am in therapy. I am in coaching. I am journaling. I am doing EFT tapping. I am trying my darndest to heal so that I can show up as the best version of me and create the best life for my kid. My second piece of advice is to let your kid be weird. Let them know that there is no shame in being themselves. And if they get bullied at school, do the right thing and portray the bully as the bad guy, not your kid for being different. The person who picks on someone who's different is the person at fault, not the person who simply exists in this world as the person they are. I have a couple of very, very special memories where I was very sad and I was crying and upset. And instead of laughing at me or yelling at me, my parents held me and they let me be sad. And those memories of being accepted, my feelings being welcomed, those are profound. Those memories may save me yet. Give your kid those memories. Give your kid the amazing gift of them knowing that you love them for who they are. And I know every parent says that, but you have got to show it. You have got to show up for your kid, go to bat for your kid, and just let them be themselves. And if anybody has anything to say about it, they are not welcome in your home. You have got to show up for your kid, the kid that you have. Not the kid that you want to have. Not the kid you always envisioned. You have the kid you have. Accept them. Embrace them. That's what they need. If you're the neurodivergent kid who's listening to this podcast, then I have advice for you too. You might be wondering, how am I supposed to recover from this? How am I supposed to love myself when the people who are supposed to love you unconditionally clearly didn't? First, I encourage you to look up the double empathy problem. This is a situation that is typically applied to autism, and it's the idea that autistic folks have a very easy time socializing with other autistic folks, and not autistic folks have a very easy time socializing with other not autistic folks. But when you mix the two groups of autistic and not autistic, communication starts to sort of fall apart. So I want you to look into this and realize that it applies to love as well. Sometimes people are showing love in the only ways they know how, 
and you are unable to receive love that way. And that isn't anyone's fault necessarily. You're just a daisy in a rose garden. My second piece of advice is kind of the opposite. Um, go ahead and get pissed. Because yes, you're a daisy in a rose garden and your parents, what were they supposed to do? They were supposed to open their damn eyes and see that you were a daisy and start taking care of you like a daisy instead of trying to pretend you were a rose for their own comfort. Let's be honest here. Your parents are not blameless. And finally, when you've gone through all of this, I want you to combine them and realize that your parents, if they truly were well-meaning, and not everyone's parents are, as I said at the beginning... Your parents are likely not villains, nor are they your heroes. They're just people. Deeply flawed people who have hurt you in profound ways, but who have also loved you profoundly. And it's okay if it takes you a while to accept this, to embrace this. I know it has taken a lot for me to get to this point, and there are days where I backslide to being pissed or backslide to being overly understanding and idolizing them. It's okay. Healing when it comes to this stuff is very all over the place. (laughs) And that's allowed. You're allowed to deal with this however you need to. Finally, I just want to say that if you have been in this situation where your parents aren't abusive, but they're not super healthy for you either, and it makes your entire childhood really confusing and you have no idea how to feel about it or how to feel about your family or how to feel about yourself, I just want you to know that you're not alone. It's a far more common situation than I think we realize. And a lot of people are coping with this and you can find those people. You can reach out to those people, people like me. I will go ahead and put my email in the show notes and please, 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 if you're going through this and you just need somebody to talk to about it, I'm here. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.